Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. I'm your host, Matt Moore, joining you after, well, not the best of starts, maybe, for the Denver Nuggets in their 2021 season opener as they lose to the Sacramento Kings in overtime, 124-122, on a tip-in at the buzzer off of a missed dunk after Will Barton was blocked by by De'Aaron Fox, who then chased it down for the tying layup madness at the ball center uh we will break down all of it and get you caught up as we head into christmas eve and then a christmas day battle versus the los angeles clippers wow what a sequence all right let's just go ahead and and break this down so the first thing i will tell you is the nuggets deserve to lose this game Okay, they screwed, they, we talked about this with Adam, I talked about it on this game before, there were really a couple, a small number of things that you want to see in the opener, you want to win, nope, uh, you want Jamal Murray to come out and show that the bubble was not a fluke, that he really has reached another level, and he's going to be an all-star this season, one of nine for nine points, O of five from three, made one dunk, Four rebounds, just one assist, two steals, two turnovers, fouled out. 35 minutes. Just an absolutely brutal game. Um, He got hurt in the Lakers game, banged up. So he won't probably cop to that. He'll say no excuses, etc. He didn't look right. But look, you know, I don't know what the severity is. The Nuggets haven't listed him. If you're out there, then you have to be analyzed. You have to be discussed. Like, you're out there to perform, and your performance will be critiqued and praised if you're awesome. Jamal was horrible. He was non-existent. He just didn't exist, and he had zero contain on the perimeter either. Early defensively, really good stuff. Really good stuff early, but then Jamal was just simply absent. They win this game if Jamal has anything close to a normal game. Anything. If he gives them anything, they win this game going away. All they needed from him was 14 points, and they win this game easy. It's not even a contest. But, no, Jamal Murray completely no-shows in the first game. Let's go to the defense. So, when we we break down this game, there's going to be talk about the starters, and there's going to be all this discussion about this, that, and the other. Uh, I am solo tonight, so I get to go over the defensive part of the game, and let me just tell you, it was trash. Just absolute trash. Porter did not had one rebound until late in the fourth quarter. He got it going late, but was really bad. The Nuggets were just absolutely destroyed on the glass, and you just do not see that happen. The Kings wound up with a 111.7 defensive rating. It's just not good enough. It's just not, it's just not good enough. You're going to have to hold teams under 110. I don't care how many points you're playing on scoring. I, I don't. You can't. If you're giving up that many points, you're always going into a set defense, and then it's easier for them to figure you out. Like... The Nuggets had zero contain on the edge, and that's that can't happen. Like, we knew that defensively this was going to be rough um, for Denver, that they lost Jeremy Grant, and that was going to hurt, that they lost Mason Plumlee, and that was going to hurt a little bit. But ultimately, like, you look at this, and De'Aaron Fox was brilliant. 21 points on 8 of 18 shooting. Didn't even shoot that well. Um, only had five assists. Buddy healed 18 points. Corey Joseph, 15 points. All of the guards got whatever they wanted. All of them. All of the guards got anything that they wanted. 
anything. And that's on Gary Harris, too. Harris was bad, too. He got beat to the spot. The Nuggets did the thing that they always do in these spots at home, which is they really thought that they could just kind of go through it and then it would be enough. They've got to get past this or they're not going to be the team that they want to be. They do not have the level of talent this year to screw around with these games. Like, this Kings team is, I still think this is going to be one of the worst. Fox was great. Heald was great. Yes, like, they were knocking down shots, absolutely. But look, the Kings only shot 10 of 29 from three. It wasn't some outlier night. You just got blown by. You had no contain. And when that happens, you're going to wind up getting torched like this. This is an absolutely abysmal loss at the start of the season. Like, it's 1 of 72, fine. It's a conference opponent. That's not great. It's the Kings, which you know Malone absolutely hates. But, like, this one really does fall on the defense. Your offense isn't always going to be there. Like, this is the thing is, the offense was there enough. Even if, if we, we will get to the bad shooting in a bit. Because they, they shot really well in that first half. They just were sloppy, and they let the Kings hang. They let the Kings hang around and hang around. And in the third quarter, they got caught. And then they tried to turn on the Jets at the end, and it wasn't enough. And like that's objectively a problem. Like that is, you cannot be that team anymore. This team is not. In order to get where they want to go, if you just want to go five hundred and make the playoffs, okay. I'm not trying to sit here and say like the the whole season's in danger, but specifically, I was asked on one hundred four three the fan today, which game was more important, this one or the Clippers one, and I said this one. You need to win the ones that you know you can win. You can win this game. You're better than the Kings. It's Harrison Barnes and Marvin Bagley and Buddy Heald and the Manja Bielitsa and Corey Joseph and Hassan Whiteside and Rashawn Holmes and Tyrese Halliburton, who looked really good, by the way, as a rookie. Like, the Kings played really... It's indicative because the Kings played really well and won by two on a buzzer beater in overtime. Okay? They played to the best of their ability. Not best, but... Pretty close to the best of their ability, one by two in overtime. Okay, the Nuggets played absolutely awful across the board, lost by two in overtime on buzzer beater. That's a differential. But the problem is, these are just games that the really great teams in this league do not lose. They do not lose these games, and the Nuggets have made this a habit. And it's weird because they come out. I will say this: they didn't come out flat. They looked good in the first couple minutes. It looked like the Kings were hanging, but the process was good. They were getting good looks. But ultimately, it doesn't matter because you let them hang around because you didn't defend. And I will go ahead and put it this way. If you, if the Nuggets, if this is who the Nuggets are going to be defensively to start the season, if that's it, they're not going to be a great team to start the season. Because you can't trust your offense. I'm sorry, you just can't. Like, yes, they're probably going to win this game because Jamal's not going to shoot that badly again. He's just not. Jamal's not going to play that badly maybe ever again. It's like... Maybe not ever again this season. This may be the worst game of, of Jamal's season. Okay. Even then, though, you should have absolutely handled things. To get absolutely blitzed in the third quarter the way that they did, they lost that third quarter 36-24. They were outscored by 12 by the Kings in the third at home in the opener. I get no, no crowd, but that's rough, man. That's a really bad... St- this is a bad loss. Like, it's 1 of 72, and that's fine. But this is an objectively horrible loss. 
and the Nuggets don't need to look in the mirror yet, but there's got to be some sort of recognition of that. They have to figure out who they want to be, because if, if they think that they're going to be able to just slide through the season, you know, put up 130, like they can't put up 130 every night. That's just not how the league is. That's not how that goes. Um, so they're going to need to do that. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the starters and we'll get into Jokic after the break. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the place where you want to go to get your bets in. Football, big football weekend coming up. Chargers game, always a great Broncos game. Always fun. Broncos are dogs. Sharps like the Broncos. Again, I will be betting against them again. That's what I do. Lots of big matchups this weekend. NFL playoffs right around the corner. The NBA is in session. If you follow me, you got some pretty good picks. I also took the Bulls to win. They lost by, I think, 150 points. So, you know, can't win them all. But overall, I think it went a plus for the, for the day. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account for betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for 50% off welcome bonus. You get the NFL games of the week, college football, all the bowl games, plus you can bet that big Christmas slate of NBA games, including your Nuggets as home dogs versus the Los Angeles Clippers, in which I will go ahead and predict right now the Nuggets are going to win that game. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be right back on Locked On. Here on Locked On Nuggets, thanks for making this part of your day, Matt Moore. Joining you after the Nuggets' extremely, extremely disappointing loss to the Sacramento Kings, one twenty four, one twenty two in the season opener. Um, so here's the good from this game. The good was obviously Nikola Jokic, twenty nine points, eleven of 18, 15 boards, fourteen assists, six turnovers, three blocks, some brilliant passes, some absolutely incredible plays, the Sambor shuffle at the end. You know, Adam had talked about how he expected Jokic. He thought Jokic had turned a corner and was coming in locked in. He came in locked in. Joker was in phenomenal form, finding everybody. There was a, a play where Porter got fouled on the cut, but Jokic did the over-the-back throw to Porter. That was a huge late play sequence, late in the game. It showed a lot there. 6-9 uh, from, from the free throw line. Only three fouls. Did a great job on on Rashawn Holmes. Didn't like really the containment was not the defensive problems on first watch to me were not on Jokic. They weren't. They weren't on Jokic. They were on the guards. The guards had no contain. So Joker was absolutely sensational. If this is the Joker that we're getting every single night, then the Nuggets are going to win a lot of games. Like, and he's going to be in line for MVP. This was an absolutely MVP level performance right out of the gate. He dominated this game. And for the Nuggets to throw away a performance like this, again, just makes that even worse. And a surprise twist, we talked about it. Remember, if you listened to last night's show, Adam asked me if I, would, if I really thought there would be any other starters. And I said, I would not be surprised because I, I don't, I think it's possible any of those combinations could start. And Porter wound up starting for Will Barton. Uh, Will looked good early off the bench and then faded as the game went on. He definitely looked like a guy that had not played in a full NBA game in a while. And as the game got later, he definitely got more tired, which is why De'Aaron Fox caught him on the final play sequence where he got blocked and then Fox took it the other direction. Um, he just did not have the burst that he needed. So 
you know, I thought Will was good off the bench. I think he brings good energy. I think the starting unit works. Porter was huge late. Um, was largely just kind of there again. Just meh. The rebounds I thought were a real problem. He wound up tacking on five, but five rebounds for Porter is honestly kind of low. But 24 points, 9 of 15 shooting, extremely efficient. Um, three blocks, had two huge blocks at the end. Like Porter picked it up as the game got late. He was the guy that was there after Jamal got out. When Jamal fouled out of the game on a very questionable offensive foul call, Porter was the one that stepped up and really delivered. Like He was the one that made the plays that they needed. And uh, it was an impressive performance for the youngster. I, you know, I think it's a good step in the right direction. It continues to probably be an issue that um, essentially if Joker and Porter are on the court, Porter looks awesome. If Jamal and Jokic are on the court, then Jamal usually looks awesome. Um, if Jamal's with the bench, he looks awesome. If Porter's with the bench, he looks awesome. But with Joker, Jamal, and Porter on the court, eh. That, that trio is not ha, has not found a way to click yet. They just haven't. Uh, some ill-advised shots from Porter, which you kind of expect. But here's the big thing. is like Porter can be uneven and then absolutely be incredible. But he made winning plays at the end. He made huge shots. He made big defensive plays. He did all of the things that you want to see from a guy that young uh, taking on this, this starting role. I, I thought it was a really good performance. Paul Millsap was a minus six tonight, but I thought he was great. Uh, seven to 13 from the field, 16 points. I thought he was really good. Um, I thought that his performance was, was really underrated. Uh, Paul looks back to his old self. Like he doesn't look like he's missed much of a beat from last season. Two of five from three, which he'll take at 40%. Like he'll just take that every single night. If he's hitting two threes, um, that should be enough. Uh, Harris was bad tonight. I am a Gary Harris dude. Four of nine from the field, 10 points, 10 points on nine shots. Um, Oh, four from three, though. Have great looks and just, he's got to knock them down. This is a problem. Like, we thought the shooting thing may be fixed, but, you know, I, I think it's probably worth just seeing if you can get a hot streak going with Barton and MPJ in. Although I will say, a late sequence in the fourth quarter with Barton and MPJ got real raggedy. Uh, in fourth quarter, it was, it was real raggedy with Porter and MPJ on the floor. I'm not sure how those two fit together just yet. Um, we talked about Murray. Monte w- was bad too. One of six from the field for Monte Morris, minus seven. It, surprisingly, I think for him, no assists. This is a really low assist game for Denver. Like it's surprising, but you know, twenty nine assists on forty seven field goals. It sounds high, but most of that was just Jokic. You got fifteen from him, uh, fourteen from him rather, and then you know five from Barton, who I did think was creating. Um, PJ Dozier was a minus six as well. Thought he was really, I thought he played great. Was attacking the rim, three of five from the field. Uh, I thought his defense was better, honestly. Like, I thought the, the, the second level defense for him was better. If you've been able to put him on more on guards, I think it would have been good. Uh, Isaiah Hardenstein was kind of an, uh, was kind of absent. He only played eight minutes tonight, too. Only nine minutes tonight. That, yeah, a little surprising that Malone, Malone, I think, tried the small ball lineup with Millsap, and I don't think it worked. So that may be a, something that's a work in progress, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, Hardenstein was six of was three of six for six points, like was productive in his minutes, but didn't really get a chance to get any sort of like feel for the game. Uh, same for for Faku Campazo, who uh, three points of foul and that's it. Just wasn't there. He just didn't do it. He had three, which is nice. 
not not a huge impact player like everyone has kind of talked about. Um, but he only played eight minutes. Maybe he just needs more time, and, and that's fine. So that kind of runs down the roster. But really, this to me gets back to Gary Harris had an awful game. Jamal Murray had one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. Jokic was spectacular. The Kings played really well. Barnes Harrison Barnes gave them really quality minutes. Um, Will Barton's defense, I thought, really got shook as the game went on. Did, he looked winded. Uh, and this was a really bad loss. But two days, that's how it is in the NBA. In two days, you got to move on. We'll talk about that after the break as we will dive into the Los Angeles Clippers. Back here on Lockdown Nuggets, final segment. Thanks for joining me as you head into Christmas Eve. Hope you guys are having a safe and happy holiday if you choose to celebrate. I uh, want to remind you that the holidays are about giving, and I'm going to give you a hot tip so you can earn some extra cash. The new Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee's red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. Subscribe to Locked On Bets today wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Uh, so coming off of that loss, obviously, not a great start to the season, but I will say, hey, I've already called it. I think the Nuggets are probably going to beat the Clippers because if we're going to say the Nuggets haven't changed, they're still the team that loses to the Kings on the opening game, then I think also they're also the team that's going to beat the Clippers at home on Christmas. Like, what's more Nuggets than that? Like, honestly, what's more Nuggets than that? Um the matchup still really helps them. I don't think Serge Ibaka fundamentally reshapes things. Yes, yes, the Nuggets tore up those bench units with Montrezl Harrell, but we saw the Lakers have a big comeback in the second quarter of that game yesterday. The Clippers are trying to figure out their bench units too. That's a real awkward situation. The Nuggets will be motivated. Um, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, going to present problems. Those are issues. The Nuggets are going to have to score in order to win that game. They can't have a 108 offensive rating. Versus the Los Angeles Clippers. They could definitely put up a 111 defensive rating because the Clippers offense is much better than the Kings. But, but, I do think the Nuggets probably are able to put up a big number. Uh, I think it'll probably be a fun game. I don't expect the Clippers to just smash them. I don't expect the Nuggets to start 0-2. It's possible. Look, the Clippers are really good. This is a coin flip game. But, in general, general, um, I think this game is still one that the Nuggets can absolutely win. Um, Biggest thing is going to have to be that will that Jamal Murray's going to have to have something resembling himself, and Gary Harris is going to have to play really great defense, much better than he played against Corey Joseph, Buddy Heald, and De'Aaron Fox. That's really what it comes down to. Like you got to play a little better <laughs> against the Los Angeles Clippers. Look, it's one loss. It's seventy-two games. The Nuggets are still like there's no reason to think the Nuggets are going to have one of those seasons from hell. It's a bad loss to start the season. It's a bad start. It's not a great omen, but. What this proves more than anything is like the Nuggets are going to have to realize that this is not last year's team and that they are going to have to do better if they're going to be the type of team that they want. Also, sadly, not every defense is as bad as the Portland Trailblazers. That'll wrap it up for Locked On Nuggets. We're going to have a more complete breakdown on Christmas Eve. You'll have that in your uh, subscription boxes if you're driving around doing last-minute Christmas shopping. Adam and I are talking tomorrow morning, so expect that episode. I want to do a quick recap just so you guys would be aware of it. But I want to thank you all for joining me on Locked On Nuggets. 
If you don't get a chance to listen to tomorrow's episode, have yourself a safe and happy holiday. And we'll talk to you again next time on Locked On.